Welcome to another edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. Thank you guys for tuning in to another music edition for the podcast on this uh, on this beautiful day. I'm assuming it's a beautiful day because a lot of these episodes are pre-recorded, but not too far off from release date. Um, furthermore, thanks again for tuning in to another exciting edition. I hope you guys have been doing fairly well in this in these pandemic times i hope you guys have been staying safe practicing social distancing and wearing your mask when required and staying home if you're sick uh not to go off on a tangent here but recently found out a former co-worker slash friend of mine uh, passed away a few days ago from covid19 uh, unfortunately, you know, this stuff has hit close to home to a lot of people and it definitely has for for myself included. And I know several people that have contracted the virus and have fallen ill to it. Uh, some have recovered. And in this case, you know, unfortunately, this person passed away. So I advise you to guys to, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but I do. I do promote everything, all these guidelines and procedures that we have to follow in order to in order to you know make it safe out of this and not get sick will a vaccine be the end game for all this i don't think so because with a vaccine all you can do is control the amount of the amount of cases that you know come out of this much like the flu so again maintain safety folks safety first you can't take care of yourself you can't take care of others nonetheless coming uh, off the heels of another yes successful online bass lesson via zoom through guitar center funny story my guitar teacher was actually late to this to this session he he had written the time wrong so i told him it was no big deal you know i'm still working from home i still have the luxury to do so and you know, I don't have any appointments or anywhere to go during this time. So I said, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm still here. You know, I paid for the lesson. I'll I'll wait and get it. <laughs> so nonetheless, we finished working on Money by Pink Floyd on bass. And of course, the, the main objective for my bass lessons are for me to learn my favorite songs. I'm not really looking to delve into any original music right now. That's just me. So I'm given the opportunity to pick out whatever songs I want to learn. And I don't know, I do this to myself. I kind of put myself on the spot because I'm never prepared to come up with a list of songs that I want to learn. It's just a matter of, okay, I'm going to look for a song and find a bass cover video and try to follow along. <laughs> In this case, though, I just try to come up with something fairly quick and threw out some potential song ideas but i think we're gonna stick to starting to learn some kiss songs i really you know for those that do know me and i've talked about this on the show many times i'm a huge kiss freak all the way from from the beginning all the way to to the very end and 80s kiss has always it will always remain my favorite i don't care what people say so furthermore, on today's edition of the 
the rock concert reviews. I will. It's a continuation of where I left off the last time, 2013. We are now delving into 2014. Very, very quiet for concerts. I only attended three concerts that I have listed on here that I'm going to review very quickly. Because some of these shows are repeat shows that I went to on my own accord. The first being, man, all the way up until August the 31st, 2014. This was on a Sunday at the Woodlands Pavilion. This was when I went to go see Kiss play with Def Leppard. Now, by this point, I think I had already seen Kiss multiple times already. I had seen them the first time, then I saw them at the rodeo, then I saw them play with Molly Crew. So this would be the fourth time seeing Kiss. And I think the second time seeing Def Leppard. I had already seen Def Leppard too. This would be the second time. I've seen Def Leppard play, play with a bunch of people. Hart, Tesla, so on and so forth. Nothing too special for this tour. More of, a, again, like a greatest hits package, kind of what they had done with Motley Crue two years prior. It, it, it's really the main goal here for these bands is to bring in the people. They're not looking to play you new music from their new latest album. That's just not going to happen. They might throw in a song or two in between, but it's not what people are looking forward to. People want to hear the hits. That's what we came to hear. And that's what we came to see. Let's see. I'm looking at the date. Sunday. I think I had just got back to school. Uh, I was working. If I'm not mistaken, I think I had just started working for the school newspaper. I honestly don't remember. I keep a lot of this stuff archived in my plastic bins where I keep everything organized. I just can't remember for the life of me. <laughs> uh, nothing too that sticks out of the ordinary when reviewing the show. Again, it was a a hot night. I think I, I think my buddy Randy and I, I think he ended up going with us that time. If I remember correctly, probably not. I just can't remember. Either way, again, a short, short, very, very short list of shows for this year. There just wasn't that much going on. And if there was, I had already seen them. The next concert takes place Saturday, October 11th, 2014, just three days shy of my birthday. In which I turned, how old was I then? Let me see, let me do the math. Uh, again, I'm not good with math. 1991, 2001, 11, 12. I just turned 23. Man, I was a young buck. <laughs> and I was going to see Motley Crue and Alice Cooper. Now this show was very, very special. No, I didn't I didn't meet any lucky ladies. You can forget that. 
at least for that show. There's still plenty of shows, plenty of plethora of shows left over. <laughs> so for this show, this was being dubbed as the final tour for Motley Crue, a.k.a. like the farewell tour, if you can call it that. And they were co-headlining with Alice Cooper, which was a pretty cool bill. But given the circumstances that took place leading up to the show, I ended up going with my brother and my my good friends, Brian. Shout out to my friend Brian and his brother. We ended up going to see this show. Now, this is why I always, from that point forward, for six years and counting, if I'm going up to the Woodlands, to the Woodlands Pavilion specifically, to see a show, I'm always, and of course, they might shut it down for construction, but I'm always taking the Hardy Toll Road. I am never, ever taking the freeway ever again. Then again, scratch that, I ended up, taking the freeway through that route many multiple times but nonetheless i'm never driving through 45 north ever again to go there reason being because i got backed up going up to the show i think for about 45 minutes i arrived there 45 minutes late reason being was there was construction going on 45 north now, I was under the assumption that it was going on on the way back, not on the way to. So somewhere along the lines, I either misread that or they put out the wrong information. Because I ended up getting to the pavilion 45 minutes late. I remember this concert so vividly because... Well, number one, I still didn't have an easy tag. So that's why I couldn't take the toll road. Yeah, I could probably pay cash, but I didn't have any cash then. Then number two, I was running low on gas on the way too. So on the way back, man, I barely, I barely made it home from what I remember. I think on the way over, I had already reached one-fourth of a... On the way over to the pavilion, I had already had one-fourth of gas. So on the way back, it was less than one-fourth, close to being empty. The perils of going to see a rock show. When you have no money. And even when you have money. (laughs) Stuff like this always happens. But hey, it happens. You know, It makes for a good story. It kind of takes me back to a simpler time when, shit, all I had was gas money and that was it. Furthermore, we get to the venue. I'm already heated because Alice Cooper's already playing and we were still at the gate trying to get in. I don't think I ended up, ended up buying a t-shirt until after the show because the lines are just ridiculous. We ended up just getting food. And the story that I always tell to the end of time and I always give him a hard time for uh, my buddy Brian 
where he was getting his food, he ended up losing his ticket. <laughs> I said, you gotta be kidding me. You know, we, I, I remind him of the story multiple times, give him a hard time about it, and I was like, dude, you gotta be kidding me. So he's freaking out. They want to go back home. And I'm like, no, nobody's going home. We are... I'll give you my ticket, and I'll just get in. We're already in, so they're not going to give us a hard time about anything. Long story short, we're able to get in. I tell the lady, hey, I lost my ticket, whatever, but I'm here. She's like, go right ahead. By the time we sat down, Alice Cooper had was just finishing up the show. And I think they were already setting up the stage for Motley Crue. Kind of like a bittersweet feeling because it was the only band I was able to see. And again, you learn your lesson by experiencing these things. So when it comes to going to shows, and I'm talking about big venues, small venues, in Houston, out of Houston, I got all my bases covered. Give me the venue, I'm there. Whether it's the Scout Bar down in... in was it Webster, House of Blues in downtown, Revention Center, the Woodlands, Toyota Center, Warehouse Live, uh, the Proof Rooftop Lounge, which is now rebranded as Rise Rooftop, any venue, Smart Financial in Sugarland, you name it, I'm there, bases are covered. So, you know... I get suckered into going to see the the quote-unquote final tour. I knew for a fact that this wasn't going to be the last time they came through because, sure enough, they added another Houston date a year later, and here I am seeing them again close to a year later. Same lineup, only this time it was at the Toyota Center, which I got really, really cheap, ticket, cheap tickets for and never doing again where I'm Getting a bunch of tickets for, for a lot of people. Nah, not anymore. I'll learn my lesson for that one, but more on that later. So the two shows at the Woodlands. And really, that was all there was to it. I think I was, I think it was a busy year for me as far as school and just trying to finish. Working for the school and getting paid and all the good stuff that comes with it. I think it had to be around this time when another friend of mine, Adrian, shout out to my other good friend, Adrian. All I have is nothing but good friends. <laughs> Hits me up and says, hey, hey, Justin Timberlake's coming to Houston. You want to go? I'll buy you a ticket. And it's like, all right, if you're buying a ticket, it's not necessarily my thing, but. We ended up going along with my buddy Randy to see Justin Timberlake. This was the... I know this is far... Way, 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 way off. Into a different crowd, if you could say. Not necessarily my type of music. But hey, I'm open-minded. I'll give it a shot. Why not? This was the 2020 experience store. I had to write it down because, you know, again, I'm not, it's, 
JT's not my thing. I know who he is. I'm aware of where he comes from. And I'm aware of the type of music that he does. Um, not bad. Not bad stuff. A lot of pop. A lot of, a lot of backing tracks. I'm going to go off on another tangent here on backing tracks and stuff. But hey, I understand. You have to have all that stuff running in the background. Because all he's doing is, mostly what he's doing is dancing. And choreographing a lot of uh, a lot of what he does very very difficult to sing and dance and do all that stuff at the same time I can't do it I can barely play the bass guitar what do you want from me <laughs> so this concert took place I think this was when he was doing multiple shows at Toyota Center because I think he I want to say he came back uh, I think a year later or two years later. I think he came back two years later and did multiple shows. Very interesting to find out that J.J. Watt was sitting a few rows in front of us along with his fellow football colleagues. And I forget who else was at that show. We had really, Adrian bought us some really good seats. We had a really, really good view of the of the show. Toyota Center again, not my favorite as far as acoustics go for concerts, but if you're in the right spot, and there's been a select few times where I've been in good spots to see these shows, Rush being an example, and Bon Jovi, you get a you get a good sound out of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we went to go see Justin Timberlake. I think I still owe him money for that show. Adrian, I got your money. Call me up whenever you <laughs> whenever you want to claim it. But nah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, 2014 was very... Very weird for shows. I don't know why. Looking back now, I was looking at my ticket stubs today. I was like, what? I only went to three shows that year? Two of you are really counting them, technically what I like but then comes 2015 2016 2017 2018 and 2019 all the way up to 2020 where I have one show under my belt not many can say that <laughs> as of right now A lot of these classic bands, man. I don't know if we're ever going to get to see them again live. Kiss might still make a run for it, but their days are pretty much numbered at this point. And at this, the rate things are going right now. Def Leppard, I could say about the same. Uh, Got to understand a lot of these bands, they're at that age where they're running, they're risking their health to go out there in amidst this pandemic. Motley Crue. Their whole stadium tour got shut down. And there were ones that said that we're never going to tour again, signing a quote-unquote contract. Of course, that got broken. And, you know, their stadium tour got ended up getting canceled. I think it's like a blessing for them. I don't think they were ready to go out. I don't think the demand was going to be there. Yeah, the shows were selling out, but who who really knows? What shape these guys are in now. What mindset 
that they have. Alice Cooper, he's still going out there. I firmly believe he will still be doing it as long as he lives. I don't see him quitting anytime soon. His stay shows continue to be very elaborate, especially at his age. I believe he's like, what, 70 or something like that? He's still going at it. So, furthermore, I mean, 2014 was a good year, and and um, yeah, we'll just we'll just leave it at that instead of me just continuing to go on and on and continue to ramble on about backing tracks and whatnot. I will continue to bring more more episodes, more content in finishing up and wrapping up the rock concert reviews of the last decade, because I think I'm going to be moving on to movie reviews. I got a bunch of projects lined up for that already. So more on that down the road. If you guys enjoy what you listen to on a weekly basis feel free to subscribe, rate, and review to the Hangout Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Just search the Hangout Podcast with Juan Hernandez. It's free. You don't have to pay anything. You can follow me on Twitter at Juan underscore A underscore H for all your listening needs. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in to another music edition of the Hangout Podcast. We'll see you next week.